0: No matter what the hell you put on your body, whether you wear two shirts with a baby pin tuck or a pair of Crocs or skinny ass jeans that make you feel terrible and make your legs turn blue, if you work it and you mm. work that <laughs> runway of life, you're going to be fine. <laughs>
1: Hey guys. Hey guys, and welcome back to Perspective.
2: How's it going? Oh good. Just another day, another dollar. I know. We're always Hello. on the grind. Girl bosses hustling away at our jobs that we have to go to. Yeah, I'm so
1: glad you're <laughs> not sick anymore, though.
2: Oh my god. I'm so glad I'm not sick anymore. I was half a human.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm thought. sick now.
2: Yes. Which is terrible, but uh just a cold. So hopefully that's where it ends. Yeah, honestly. The city is like so... Inf- Anyways, who yeah. cares? It's gross. Don't <laughs> it's need the to season. get in. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Everybody knows. Um, so before we get into our episode today, we just want to touch on last week's episode about the 22 convention.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We- so we decided that after all the feedback that we got from you guys, as well as uh, maybe our not... So biggest fans, (laughs) yeah, we Um, did get some comments,
1: and uh, well, we got a shout out by Anthony Dream Johnson. Yeah, we got two, and we're we're trying to decipher like what the purpose of that was because there was no comments, there was nothing else. He did take to Twitter, but definitely didn't call. No,
2: he he took to Twitter about other things, of course. Um, Maybe it
1: was in relation to. Well, we like to think it's
2: funny that he even you know acknowledged us. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know (laughs) only because.
1: Yeah, like there's, he could have totally thought we were promoting and like, you know, positive and like on his side. But I think I would hope that he like listened to it for five seconds and realized that is not the case.
2: No, we're we're not, Anthony. If you are listening, we are not promoting you. We just we just happen to not agree. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and so I mean, just again, like some. Further thoughts on that. We actually are probably going to do like another part. Yeah. As it, we have so much more to unpack, I think we were a little like blown away by that this, this still yeah. even exists in 2020, like this kind of yeah. mentality.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I think we spend a lot of time on the convention specifically and this guy when really. I think we want to focus on like the bigger picture and, and what this does represent and, and kind of the problems that we have faced in the past as women and um, seeing how it's all still kind of relevant today is just something that we should talk about.
1: Yeah. And like there's a lot of false facts that he uses or the 22 convention, 21 convention, 21 studios, whatever the Manosphere uses. And we're just sort of like, where are you getting this information from? And we just want to unpack some of that obviously any woman, most people know like the history of feminism, but for us, we're just kind of fascinated by the whole thing too. Like what happened to you, bro? Like did (laughs) something, you have mommy issues, you have ex-girlfriend issues. Like this is total, like in my opinion, like PTSD.
2: Yeah. Because most people who are, you know, solid with themselves and, and their beliefs and stuff don't really need to go preaching about other people. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm always up for self-growth, but I wouldn't presume to try and make a, a convention about how to make men better ever, especially because I'm not a man. So I wouldn't have the first fucking clue of where to start there. But it just goes to show you that people that feel like they can preach maybe should spend some time focusing on themselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's called reflection. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: yeah, I think that there's obviously some trauma happened there. Now that trauma is... Is being projected onto women, yeah, I guess, yeah. And and, like obviously,
2: we don't know for sure what happened, but like we have our own theories, yeah. And I just, I don't know when when you're like a happy person, you don't really want to do stuff like that. You don't really feel like you have the. You, I think you just realize that you don't have the right to talk about other genders, especially when, when you're the opposite. Yeah, like <laughs> it does nothing to do with you. Like, I mean, everyone's I, entitled to their
1: opinions, for and, sure. Again, we're not. We're not opposed to like hearing men's thoughts on like, hey, you know, personally, this is what I'd like to see, like from a woman that I would be romantically involved with, like, you know, just like women have preferences. So that's really what it comes down to. It's like preference individual. And yeah, this 22 convention or like, uh, not just that, like his ideology is sort of like a blanket statement and a blanket expectation saying like, if you adhere to these kind of standards and guidelines and my thoughts, then you're, more accepted by men in society like it's yeah just, it doesn't make any sense no and especially and, because
2: the thoughts are there they are pretty outrageous it's yeah. not like he, i don't personally believe that he's promoting things that are are better for females so yeah that's i think the, the biggest problem there as well um also with the fact that like who are you to kind of say that
1: <laughs> yeah and i think there is just like a serious lack of real education or understanding like he yeah. he doesn't have he, I would think that he doesn't or hasn't had real successful like relationships with a woman because like that's not like you said before happy, healthy, mentally no. normal people don't have these kinds of extreme views or opinions. or or drive to and and desire to want to push it and try to like put it on other people yeah. and yeah. gain support. So it's like to me, it's all ego, trauma and like projection He's a little and, bit of baggage and he needs on. he needs like a little entourage a <laughs> yeah well a i feel sad for him a i bit feel sad too because i'm so feminine and nurturing
2: yeah well <laughs> and maternal well then you're one of the good ones i'm a good one but you know what the bottom line is too i i think that it's a good thing if he wants to stick with his 21 convention and that's for men and you're a man and and go for it dude like you would know better than empower each other yeah. absolutely empower because women do this all the time we and love we, our conventions we love our we you empower know, empowerment women shit and, and we empower
1: good men too like we and,
2: and good men empower us like we're we're all about equality like and we're all about like you know women for women so so yeah. go ahead with man for man like that's totally not what we're talking about by any means um when we when we are talking about him
1: yeah, or I, or
2: the convention. Yeah, the I think 22 there's convention.
1: definitely yeah. so many separate issues here. Like he's yeah. an issue in itself. Yeah, and then the twenty two convention is an issue, and we don't agree. We don't have to agree. Just like those people with the like that would support the twenty two convention or the twenty one. Or Anthony Johnson
2: don't have to agree with us. We're not. No, they probably won't. They they don't. <laughs> um, but they, anyway, we've already seen some of their uh, opinions. But so we're excited actually
1: to like see what else comes in from that last week's episode. And and uh, yeah,
2: guys, we love hearing your thoughts about it too. Like obviously, we've heard some feedback, especially from like our close girls. So, and obviously, we it, a lot of too. it aligns with what we think, but. Even if it if you disagree or you have a differing opinion, I want to hear it, too, because that is the whole point of, of talking. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: educate us. Give us your opinions. Like, maybe we're not looking at something from the, like a good perspective. But anyway, yeah. we were open and we're going to
2: continue with this topic. Let's, yeah. And now we can move on to something that is really important. Yeah. And like, let's talk about a real man. That Batman. Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, sorry, Anthony, but we have to move on to like bigger and better. Yeah. And that's Batman. No, I'm just kidding. You're not even close to Batman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not even in the same, like,
2: category. Yeah. At all. We gave him enough. Yeah. So, fantastical creatures such as Batman. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) it's not even exist. The worst part about what we're about to say is. You're ruining Batman. They are ruining Batman with who they chose for the next Batman. It's like so fucking laughable. I was just like stopped dead as soon as I read it. This is a real pain point. Drum. For you. I know. I was literally working and then I this popped up and I'm like, this can't be. Like Jaw I just dropped. sit in focus for like five minutes <laughs> on how to get my head back in the game. Okay. Who's playing this? Robert movie? Pattinson. Ew. Just a who. You guys probably don't even know that who that is. It's the guy from Twilight. <laughs>
1: Still, he's like a Brit, whatever.
2: I act like he's he, like a nobody. He dated he's like a huge that
1: character Kristen.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they both both in Twilight. Know, together ruined that movie. But anyways, um, we're not hating on Robert Pattinson now. This isn't a man-hating set. No, we're not hating on him as an actor. I actually <laughs> think he's quite a good actor, but he doesn't exude Batman
1: qualities. And he doesn't match it. I just don't like it. No, he's like a tortured undead, not like a tortured billionaire boss. Badass,
2: yeah. Avenger. He's just not. He doesn't have the like, the like the gumption. Is that what it I is? Just really want to use that word? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. He doesn't have the like. Oh, Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have like, the Dark Knight. And is he gonna make his voice deep like Bruce does? I've done yeah. Doctor Phil. Should I do the Bruce? Yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know, a select few. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I can't wait. laughs> The mic probably didn't even pick that up. The mic probably <laughs> wanted to ignore that as much as everyone else. So. No, people are impressed by that, man. We no, people are driving like, whoa, what the fuck just <laughs> happened here? And the exorcist. Just, just don't be alarmed, folks. That was Bruce Wayne.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, disagree with that. Um, Colin Farrell's playing Penguin. Yeah. Which I can get behind. I'm okay with that. I know he you can. can be twisted. and twisted. I just
2: don't. I just, I'm so like... Caught in my ways with these roles, like Penguin is Danny DeVito with a shit ton of well, shit on his face. <laughs> obviously, and it's hard to. I'm sure they'll do great, but it's hard to imagine like hot Colin Farrell as in the same like look and yeah, ca- like as visually. Danny visually,
1: the movie will probably be fantastic because just technology is advanced since the Batman. I've like, just
2: recently watched that one, and it's like insane. Michael Keaton, yeah, one? the yeah. one, and it's still insane. the best, of course. And I fucking love Christian Bale, but. Number two, almost like on par. Like, they No, no, they, they are definitely. Yeah, they're tied. Because he did so good. And he, But Christian Bale is like the perfect Batman with the darkness and the. Like, Michael Keaton's The tortured still, soul. Yeah. Michael Keaton's still a little bit boppity for it, but he does he it so well. He has more comic relief I think, in his role. I think Batman evolves to even darker with Christian. And now we think that about the role as well. He paved the way for the role can we talk about how no one could ever ever touch michelle pfeiffer as catwoman guess who's being michelle or guess who's being catwoman who zoe kravitz Mm, i don't know i don't know how i feel about that well i don't think it was as outrageous as hearing about robert pattinson but that was like halle berry was already catwoman like it's I don't know. Well, and like, then then now it's like Slim Pickens. Like, how do we? I guess I why do we keep doing it then? Yeah, everybody like, let it go.
1: Yeah, the 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 big like comic franchise like Marvel and DC like they, they can't stop. Re- yeah, repeating re- it. Well, and but also like they've used everyone up. There's like yeah. so many characters yeah. like all so, the superheroes. I well, mean, everybody but Bale and Keaton. Keaton were. Are like shit, Batmans. Like Affleck, you need to go. Sorry. We can't even
2: mention them. again. Like I love all these g- these actors as actors, but not as Batman. Ben Affleck is only good at playing a Boston criminal. Yeah, he's Robert Pattinson is only good at playing a Twilight vampire. Like stick with you what you're good at and and excel yeah. and be amazing because you are amazing in those things. But typecast though, go away. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. Yeah leave batman to a true batman so So who who would you pick jess like your i've thought long and hard about this i have some ideas i know like michael fassbender i think would be really fucking good at it no i don't like his face what no he's hot no okay you're weird um (laughs) who do you think okay you know what you know why? It's what?
1: Because he plays um He's not even
2: my usual type that usually people don't like my type. I know.
1: He's, he's like a hot one. He's he's good looking for sure. And okay, I he's kinda got a Bale-esque look. He's a Brit too, right? So Yes, he does. Yeah. And so, okay, like if you're gonna kinda try and duplicate, I get it. But like my brain only sees him now as the um The like, slaver? The android in um android. Yeah, in the Alien franchise. We're not going there. Anyway um, I could see Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's dark enough. He can be. And he's hot. And he's hot and he's kind of like badass. And I feel like he could like beat a lot of people up. He for sure could.
2: Yeah, yeah he's good. That's a good one. Okay, so we can agree. We'll, with- we'll talk to Hollywood. Like, yeah. just give us a call. We'll fix you up. worry, right, we got you. <laughs> More importantly,
1: our guest today, <laughs> and completely, completely separate from both things that we've talked about, <laughs> our guest is. So awesome and badass boss babe too. We of love her, always. It's our thing. Uh, Mel Chia is yeah. a consultant and buyer primarily for luxury e tailers and has been working in the industry for about ten years. The fashion industry, the fashion. She works in fashion. We have a fashion expert. Yes. So yeah. Melgia is our fashion expert today, and we're super excited to talk to her. Because she's going to hopefully give us lots of insight and some dirt on the cool
2: industry, on the
1: houses, the couture. Is that Uh,
2: what it's called? Yeah,
1: like the couture houses or like the designer houses. I am not hip. Well, Mel will inform you. She's about to educate your ass.
2: Thank you, Mel, for being here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So. Excited to talk to her and hopefully you guys love this episode and welcome Melchia. Hi,
0: thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's my
1: pleasure. We're very excited to talk to you because this is probably like the number one thing that every girl <laughs> woman is interested in
2: or at least they know it's important yeah even if it's not like the, their most favorite thing at least they appreciate know that it's super important
1: they at least know it's <laughs> most other women's favorite thing yeah. Then.
2: <laughs> yeah like I love fashion but I shopping is sucks but no I love fashion. I
1: love so. shopping
2: I think I have a shopping addiction like I literally can't stop shopping lately
1: well, it sucks working downtown, too. <laughs> yeah, but I just started that even before. <laughs> Mal, do you have a shopping addiction? or Or is it like you just get stuff?
0: You know what's so funny? I actually, well, I think before I worked in fashion, I really loved shopping. Like when I was younger, I loved going to the mall with my mom or like watching her shop and carry around her shoe boxes. But now that I've been, not to sound jaded, but I think it's just... As you like, you know, when you work at a restaurant and you like start and you're like, oh my God, the food is amazing. And it's not like it's dimming your love for food. It's just that because you see it so often and you're so, you see so much of yourself in it, you start to kind of like maybe push away from it a little more. I definitely still love shopping, just not in the like, I don't consume as much as I used to, if that makes sense.
2: It becomes less of like a hobby and more of some, a chore, more of something you have to do.
1: And probably because you're so, like, aware of what is, like, great and good quality that you make smarter shopping choices or purchases.
2: Yeah, you can weed through all the crap.
1: Yeah. That's a really good skill. I don't have to Teach skill. us that. <laughs> well, actually, before you teach us all your skills and tell us, um, like, what to buy and what not to buy, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
2: And yeah. also tell us who your favorite Batman is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a question we need answered because we were having a debate about that earlier.
0: (laughs) Who who my favorite Batman? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, my favorite like actor, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who did you think was the best player of Batman?
0: Obviously, The Dark Knight. (laughs) That whole Christian Bale.
2: That's 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 a going consensus. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we just had to start off with that. I love that. (laughs) Very important business. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Who doesn't love a tortured superhero. (laughs) Exactly. That is the main. Yeah. Yeah. That's his
2: his biggest trait. And that's why it's ridiculous when you add George Clooney in there. Anyways.
0: Yeah. We're not going on
2: this tangent again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So tell us how you got started in the fashion industry and a little bit about yourself. Let our audience know all about you.
2: All right.
0: Well, um, first of all, I kind of came to fashion in a super roundabout way. I was actually in university. I was doing a biopsych or neuropsych degree um and if you ever really want to feel dumb do that (laughs) dumb but inspired obviously (laughs) it's a really great slice of humble pie I loved it but um no I came about it like super roundabout so uh, growing up my mom she obviously always like you know kept it together she had three girls she looked amazing I don't know how she did it like my mom looks like people still think she's my sister sometimes (laughs) and I'm like a good three decades younger than her. So, you know, kudos to my mom and for looking so good. Yeah, she looks amazing. But honestly, it was something that was born out of like a side hobby. Like when I was in science, it was so exhausting and like so um, taxing mentally that I would escape by like Going on blogs and like looking at fashion shows. And then eventually I started working at a local boutique and it kind of just grew from there. I just loved the freedom of expression and I loved, you know, people were just so creative. And because I was in science, like I think of myself as like creative, but like I more so feel like I have like a maybe an eye for it than I feel as though I'm a creative person. So like, Things like, um, I'm trying to think of like what was like Lookbook. I don't know if you guys were into that when you were maybe younger. It's like a blog where like people would post their outfits. Tumblr was super like popping at the time. So yeah, I kind of went in that way. And just like remembering my mom's outfits of wearing things like Issey Miyake or, you know, she had bottles of Escada perfume and I just love the way they look. So it just slowly kind of grew from there.
1: Aww. So do you think you were like the fashionista of your group of friends growing up? Like, did no. you, did everyone come to you for advice? No,
0: <laughs> not at all. I was like chubby and into jazz music. I was like so. Super emo.
1: (laughs) Can you play the jazz flute?
0: (laughs) I freaking wish. Lizzo made that really cool. I played the alto saxophone. I loved Art Pepper. Like, Like, I was kind of weird. Like, I mean, I was very into music and I like to think because fashion has become such a home for like, you know, misfits, but also hot girls and hot boys. Like, it's like come one, come all to the freak show. I think that's maybe where like, it resonated with, like, a bit of, like, that part of me. But no, God, no. I was, like, super insecure and, like, didn't really know my place. And I would – I can safely say I probably didn't have great taste until maybe a few years ago. And even now, I'm still debating that topic on the daily. Well,
2: it sounds like you're really unique, so I think that's a very important part in being in fashion. And
1: sometimes you. they say
2: – if you can't those that can't do teach Teach. right
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) I think that's like it sounds like it was in
2: your blood either way maybe it just took you a little while to get there
0: but (laughs) maybe
2: I don't know like some fashion and actually most fashion that you see is kind of outrageous so the weirder, the better the you know (laughs) what I mean
1: yeah well we were just like commenting on like the yes the double everything fashion like mm-hmm. the two shirts the two pairs of pants two shoes the two shoes like what is that like we we need to we'll get into that
2: too like yeah explain so you can these a- trends explain to us explain some of these
1: trends and like <laughs> what the f
2: um, explain how that even like you know when you see stupid movies and you're like did nobody edit this like how did nobody edit these trends
1: <laughs> yeah no 100%. i need to know um, but yeah, so sorry we we get off on tangents I big love time. It. But continue
0: about yourself and how you got there. No, this is amazing, and like definitely we can speak to those things at the end. I really don't think of myself as any kind of like tastemaster or like forecaster, but like I love to debate and I love all facets of the industry, obviously. But yeah, so I finished my degree. I'm did my degree at UVic. And then I moved back to Vancouver and I actually went to Blanche McDonald. They have this like year long intensive program and it was, you know, very insightful. I think it really helped that I'd already had like a bit of training under my belt in terms of working in a store and just like the discipline from being in university. And from there I was able to kind of like blossom. I, I like went straight into a, buying role at a company over there called hills of Carisdale, which most people like on the west coast would know because of the affiliation to aritzia so there's like a bit of that thrown in there but when i was there it really taught me a lot about like you know you know, how trends work, like how to like, you know, understand the market and that it's not always as it seems, right? Like, I think it's very easy to get a perspective on fashion because we all participate in it. You know, that's the amazing thing about it is we all are players in the game. But of course, within a game, there's rules and there's like, you know, things that have been around for a long time that we like, kind of just, You know we don't question and we just follow and I really wanted to find my place in that and it was like a source of a lot of like ennui and like frustration for me because I was like you know what is it that moves the needle forward like how how do we keep like how it's like sometimes when you hear a song you're like this song is so good how is anyone ever gonna write another song this good or this catchy (laughs) like it's kind of like that in fashion too so I just kept pushing myself I like tried to do, a, I did a bit, well, I did do a bit of freelance styling, and eventually it just culminated in me moving out east and getting, like, a very, very, like, a job that i have kind of been really aspirational for me, was working for this luxury e-tailer as a um, junior menswear buyer, and yeah, and now I work as a freelance consultant in Europe, and I'm just kind of, like, working through the industry more and more, because there's just so much I can't even like fathom what that is like
1: to <laughs> like work in fashion in Europe where like it all started really and <laughs> that is your life. Like what yeah. does that look like? <laughs> like this is every
2: girl's dream job. Okay. I keep thinking of you as like
0: cool Andy from The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my gosh. Are we in that kind of realm? <laughs> I am definitely not cool. I do not have Anne Hathaway's body or acting chops. <laughs> We saw her on Ellen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. When I mean we, we just, were in the Ellen audience, we like to plug that whenever we get and, the opportunity. And Anne Hathaway was one of the guests. But I, I mean, no, I don't. I wouldn't even think about her looks or her body or or acting. I just yeah. mean like the, what the, the job knowledge. was. Mm-hmm. Like, Knowing, yeah, is that is that your life? Kind of like obviously you don't have some <laughs> <that your> <laughs> some bitch,
2: boss. But hey. Miranda Priestley knows what she's talking about. I, I love, love that
1: movie. <laughs> Meryl Streep can do no wrong. We know this. She
2: can't, but she had a really good point. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but in the movie, okay, Excuse obviously, me. I know. That was just stupid to say. The stupidest thing I've ever said. <laughs> you know the part where um, this is like pre-Andy, pre-Cool Andy, and she's wearing that periwinkle sweater, and she thinks it's just like fashion's so dumb. She's still in that phase, and then Miranda like shuts her right down. She's like, you think periwinkle's just a choice anyways it anyways yeah, yeah tangent but yeah. it was really it is cool to see that fashion isn't just some lame-o thing that people like participate in to be cool it is a huge industry that contributes to so much in a culture and anyways it's really I feel cool. like it's the biggest industry like
1: fashion dictates yes. pretty much everything we do
2: Everything we do everything uh, like how we feel about things what we think about things like what is how we determine things. It's how you judge people. It's how you judge yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mel you being the expert and the pro (laughs)
1: tell us like what are your thoughts on that like how do you feel like it fits into like lives on all those different levels
0: oh my gosh and also well,
1: are you andy from
2: devils where's probably yeah what andy are you
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny is i have a like a tiny vendetta against that movie not because i don't love meryl streep or you know anne hathaway isn't my favorite but she's so talented and i gotta give it to I don't the like girl her, uh, yeah, yeah people really like she turns people it's like oh you're funny smart gorgeous and you can act great like why can't you do but I think like I gotta give it to her like she's so amazing and talented but um so I don't know but I I think the thing about it is like I I don't consider myself an expert at all and that's not because I don't I'm not confident in my role or you know how I feel about things like I do feel like I have a sense of direction that's building and I do feel like you know I have things I like and things I don't like but I also understand what sells and what doesn't sell so it's kind of like this big amazing world where everything fun and like artistic and creative can come together and make a lot of cash money.
2: (laughs) So you're more on like the business like your mentality about it is more businessy as opposed to like the creative?
0: way of it I'd like to think I'm right down the middle because I love how you know I think it's like this thing for me where it's like there's the struggling artist and this is an archetype that we all know right you know like you're so talented and like you just can't you know somehow you're still like just not paying the bills and like it feels like such a swan song every time you do something but then the thing that's cool about fashion is like yeah okay you have the heavy hitters like the big houses the big you know like conglomerates that like kind of dominate you know the worlds of like the gucci's and the fendi and like balenciaga and all that but then you also have like this cool like underdog thing that's still very much prized in the industry so like i, the I, don't like
2: the, I was yeah. gonna say the old navies
0: in the gap. <laughs> Well, you know what? You can't hate on it because at the end of the day, it's still production. It still gives people jobs. It's still, you know, close, I love it. close the people. Maybe like <laughs> we can all work on our consumption a little bit given sustainability and the state of the earth. But, you know, you can't hate on it because there is like, it's like, you know, it, it is an industry that keeps people together. It has dark sides for sure. It can do better for sure. It could be better. It could you know, own up to a few more things, but at the end of the day it's one of the industries out there that I chose to be in because I felt like there was something for everyone as much as it was something that I could do as like a livelihood kind of thing so yeah
1: I definitely agree with that like there fashion doesn't have any rules really and there Mm -hmm. is something for everybody and the way it allows people to express themselves and you know speaks to their personalities like i am someone who definitely utilizes fashion a lot to express myself i've mm-hmm. always been obsessed with fashion i i personally think i have a good style but that's the style that i like versus someone who you know doesn't dress like me or
2: you know i think you have a good style but i think it's is the main way that people it it maybe it's one of the biggest ways that you do express yourself
1: yeah and i think it's amazing that it that through fashion you can be an individual like it lends itself to individuality yeah. in any way like there's like you don't have to agree with everybody's fashion choices and lord knows I don't but <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean it's just that's that I think is probably the most beautiful about fashion is that you can Well there's just fashion and be then there's you. clothing. Absolutely. That's I true. I think there
2: I think and that's where we can maybe yeah. I don't know like some people you can tell they don't have a fashion sense. They just close. Anywhere their bodies. near them, they they must. Thank <laughs> God, usually. But they're just <laughs> conforming with society in a very good way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I I I think it's the best way. I love seeing people's taste, and it awes me, like what my friends put together, and what I see when I don't know. It's I think it's great, and even if like some people, some one person will have the same pieces than another person. And the way they put it together, it's just so unique. There's so many options. I love it. But what is like? What so? What exactly is your job? So you're a, a freelance
1: consultant now. What does that mean? Yeah. What so, do you do? Yeah,
0: I know it sounds super. What mysterious. do you really do with your day now?
1: Do you really do anything <laughs> other than go to fashion shows? I mean, come fashion.
0: Come. She does fashion. Fashion. <laughs> fashion. No, it's so funny because like I. I really don't feel very fashion. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I think there's this idea of fashion that, which is, again, to my point, why I have a bit of a vendetta against the Devil Wears Prada. But oh, we'll get, yeah, we'll get, you
2: didn't really explain that. Yeah, yeah.
0: we'll get into that more later. I know, but- we're like, we don't want to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you send us a selfie of what you look like right now so we know how fashionable you are?
0: Guys, I'm <laughs> really not. I'm, like, in, like, like workout gear. <laughs> But is it fashionable?
2: There is everyone knows there's cool f- workout Athleisure. and then yeah what
0: athleisure. <laughs> never heard of that, but I know Mel. That's a thing, isn't it? Athleisure. It, it's definitely been dominating for quite some time. The people, right? love oh, it. you are yeah. hip. Yeah, I know. Myself. I, I never heard of it,
2: but it's true. You can tell when somebody is looking fly. And also, I wear my Lulus every day, so it's a thing. You're athleisure.
1: <laughs> okay. We have to let Mel tell us Sorry. what she does. What is your day today, Mel?
0: Um yeah, so what I do is I work predominantly with like kind of um advanced contemporary, which is like a category within, you know, the scale of the industry. So you have like luxury brands, you have like, you know, like it's kind of like a tier system so it's like luxury i'm probably totally botching this because i can't remember it from my class but it's like luxury advanced contemporary and then you kind of contemporary which is kind of like if this was a bell curve it would sit right in the middle and then you have kind of like the mass market like which is also closer to the middle and then it kind of trickles down into like you know faster fashion which is more trend and like turns out product faster so you know Before I became working as like a consultant, which I'm also having like a weird time saying sometimes because it literally just happened, (laughs) um, I was working as a buyer, which, you know, we follow the fashion calendar, which is because I was in menswear, it was basically if it was fall twenty nineteen, I would be buying for like fall twenty twenty. So you're always buying a year in advance. So basically your day would consist of looking at sales reports understanding like you know what's doing well what's not doing well taking that data compiling it kind of like looking at you know some high points low points and then taking that information with you to fashion week and going to the shows if you can mostly buyers are in appointments because it's a big gong show it like the fashion capitals have the week so it's like you know Tokyo London Paris Milan New York um buyers may go to all or just a few of those fashion weeks there are some other up and coming weeks like there's Copenhagen fashion week there's like there I'm pretty sure like you know you know because Asia is becoming such a huge buying power especially in the world of luxury fashion there's tons of little fashion weeks popping up there but basically like as a buyer and a consultant you would work those weeks predominantly they're called market weeks And buyers would go to look at the collections and, you know, pick an assortment for their company or their store or whatever it is they're buying for. Sometimes it's just private clients, you know, personal shopping. And then a consultant on the wholesale side, which is what I'm doing, basically we work on the brand side. So we work on, you know, getting the collections ready to go to market, ensuring that we're ready for the buyers to come in, that we have pricing, we have the assortment plans, we have you know, the line sheets with all the information so buyers can place their buys. So it is very much like an administrative job that um, is just born from this really wonderful, creative place. So, you know, take it as you will, like it's, it is a lot of work. It's very, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to get through. But because you're in fashion week and because you're just getting to see, like, basically young designers or, you know, well-known design houses pour their hearts into, like, a seasonal collection, um, it's pretty magical. It makes the work work worth it
1: i had no idea it
2: was so analytical i was gonna say there's like a lot of what it, data
0: it's a lot more like legwork, i think than people like maybe and like don't get me wrong there's definitely some very glamorous buyers that i love to watch because they're obviously like at all the shows and like you know, really like stunting on fashion week and I love to see it. Like I really do. There's like a part of me that's just like, oh, this is just wonderful. You know, w- I wish it could be me. And I think a lot of people think that like, I spend a lot of my, I say this a lot, but I just don't go to Paris, drink champagne and laugh on the Champs-Élysées. Like I am huffing <laughs> my ass up and down those cobble ass streets, like falling. Like I'm tired in like fall winter seasons. I'm freezing my ass off in the summer I'm fucking melting like it is a grind like it's just like anything else it's a grind that just has a very very sexy seductive allure and I think that's the coolest part about it (laughs) but it is it is a job the pain
2: (laughs) is beauty that is why they say that beauty is pain whatever (laughs) Um, but no it's really cool okay who determines what is cool who determines what is in and what is trending? What is fashionable? Like I know you're projecting for next year, but how do you know that that's going to be in trend next year?
0: Honestly. Where does it
2: start? Yeah, like where does the <laughs> And who's trend says it?
1: Not says it, but like d- does it come down to it? the designer like if they pump out a brand new collection, you're like, "Well, that's going to be a trend no matter what." Or like who who makes Yeah, where does the decision start to be like this is going to filter into the like mainstream market? and this is now what's fashionable. Is it like haute couture?
0: It's like, so like, isn't that the million dollar question? I wish I could answer that because I'd probably be so rich by now. But, really? You know, I thought you'd is, have this answer. But honestly, I don't. And I think that's actually what keeps the fashion industry moving is this like, pursuit of what's next like a pursuit of greatness like I think what it really comes down to I mean the internet has changed the way trends move and how they live and how they die for sure and you know like even to the point where like what designers are in what are out and like you and I both know these days that it is so easy to get cancelled um it is so easy to be a darling out of like basically the woodwork So, you know, I really don't have an answer to that other than that it is a perfect blend of, like, taking from, you know, what your demographic wants, given what, you know, where you position yourself on this fashion scale, and also, like, where, um, you know, like, who you want to be. Like, I think leaders in the industry, like, I personally always think of people, like, muchia prada of prada as like a leader in the industry because she's just always so ahead if you look at her collections be it you know ss like 1990 or like today like fw 2020 the woman has a narrative and she sticks to it and she doesn't care if you like it or if you don't but somehow they always end up on everybody. So I think I would like to say as my answer, a very roundabout way to get there, <laughs> is people are naturally attracted to authenticity. And I think trends are born from chasing authenticity in both ourselves and in the clothing that we wear.
2: So... Wow, that's pretty deep.
0: <laughs> I really try to like... I, I don't know like I maybe it's my psychology degree but I consider fashion very cerebral like if I get too into it I spiral for days <laughs> so sometimes I just have to be like take the paycheck and move, live your life like just go like do yeah. whatever you want but yeah like there is like a like I think it's very easy to like typecast the fashion girl as like this like bamboo who's cutthroat or like the fashion guy who's just like you know, the word fuck boy comes up a lot or like hype beast. But it's like, even if you do look like that, even if you project this stereotype or this, you know, narrative, the people assigning you this narrative are actually way more ignorant than you yourself, if that's something that you feel is true to you. Like, I don't know, it's just about like, being honest with what you like and what you don't like because let's be honest everyone these days can spot a fake (laughs) we will find you you. (laughs) yeah I guess it goes back
1: to the fact that fashion has no rules and I guess if if you're wearing it and you deem it to be fashion that's your authenticity coming through like that's your true self, self exactly um but I think you know it's also about like status, right? So mm-hmm. like these high high-end designers that mm-hmm. their pieces cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. Somehow that like determines what's fashionable too. Like the more you can afford sometimes c- makes you be considered the more fashionable. So like w- otherwise why do they ask who people are wearing and it's not what are you wearing it's who you are wearing on the red mm-hmm. carpet. Are you who are you wearing Prada? Are you wearing Balenciaga? Are you wearing you know yeah. alexander well, mcqueen like, like who are like, you wearing
2: the, okay fashion is like an art form so it's like when you walk in well if we we're rich and you walk into somebody's home and you see an, uh, an art piece on the wall you'd say who is that it's because it's the artist like depicting their work and that's what happens on the red carpets but i think when it comes to these like big brand like you said prada is somebody who can determine that that is now like maybe when she started she was on brand with. um places like these are just bad examples but like an old navy where they have to stay mainstream in order to be purchased but these big places now they can do these outrageous trends and it's now more of a depiction of their and this is my opinion um their art form as opposed Mm -hmm. to trying to just sell right i think
0: yeah well you're not wrong you're not wrong because there is an element of staying true to the house like so at a luxury level like you know fashion houses just become known for things like um Prada like a, you know the one that I think most people know is like this nylon like story that she does with you know in bags and clothing as well as like you know and Fendi Fendi was a furrier and like a fur house so you see a lot of like intricate like you know I know it's not great and Peta probably doesn't love it but like There are these, like, beautiful treatments on fur and, like, leather work and, you know, the way that they, like, cut it out that way. Or it's just, like, the same how, like, when you look at Chanel, you think of, you know, you think of this, like, beautiful, like, Chanel cloth jacket that has, like, that kind of braiding, like, this braid piping down the side or pearls. Like, so, you know, there's, there's, like, I think what people need to remember is, like, even, like, I know prices can be a bit of, like, a... A hurdle flat out outrageous yeah and it's not and, you a know, hurdle
2: it's like a giant obstacle <laughs> it's like a
0: impossibility <laughs> and like for sure like as someone who has you know bought things like I've definitely gone into places and been like god damn this coat is like half of my yearly salary but I you know I choose to take it as more so like you know I take a step back and I'm like wow what a feat. Because like, at the end of the day, not everyone's gonna buy that. People who can buy it should buy it because it's gorgeous. But like, there's a level of appreciation. And like, you know, you got to give people credit for doing the damn thing. And I, I know, sometimes I probably sound like a pretentious ass when I'm like, this is like $700. That's nothing. But in reality, I know how much $700 is, you know, like, I know, it's a lot of money for a lot of people, especially in this economy, you know, like, I'm not so ignorant but I think it's because you kind of learn to rotate between the fact that it is a business it is a bit of an art form and it is something that people can choose to access you know whether they want to or not in very different ways and we have a bad habit of like really bastardizing the extremes so we don't like things that are too expensive we don't like things that are too cheap but we have to recognize that it is exactly those extremities that give us that kind of like, not that I think middle of the road is a bad word. Like, I think it's very, it's like a very accurate word because most of us are on in the middle of the road and we benefit from both ends of that extremity of that, like, spectrum. Like, I definitely have, like, a lot of my clothing is not expensive. Like, I'm fortunate enough to have access to, you know, a few more luxury pieces. But, like, I do thrift a lot. You know, I... I don't think you need to spend a lot of money to look wonderful. Like, at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, how you feel when you put on the clothes you're wearing and honoring yourself that way. And giving being able to nod to both, like, the houses for doing these amazing, outlandish, crazy things, as well as, like, you know, going to the thrift store and being like, this is amazing. It smells like shit, but I'm going to buy it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, they shit. always smell like shit. Yeah, you got to wash that shit first.
0: <laughs> but I guess for you,
1: though, it it's true what you say, because you have, I would say that you have more of a pre- an appreciation because you're closer to it. You see the inner workings of, of the designers and of the mm-hmm. fashion. And I think for us, you know, mid-level people. You're not um, mid-level. So speak, I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> No, I don't mean it in a no, bad way no, either. I just perfectly... mean like it is m- the larger population is yeah. more mid-level, I would say. Just even more context, like that's where I sit. That's where Jess sits. Like we are I in sit that there range. Too. <laughs> and, and for us, I think it's more like we don't have access and we don't see it on the level that somebody that works that deeply into the industry like yourself sees. So to us, we do kind of, while we think the prices are outrageous and pretentious, we also have such an admiration for it because mm-hmm. it's like a goal, too. It's like, it oh, if I goal. can buy Louboutins or if I can buy a Chanel purse, there comes a certain like satisfaction with that status, whatever you may consider it. And to some people, that is a big deal. Like That's really special and important. Other people could care less, and other people are like, I don't care. I shop at Value Village. And absolutely nothing wrong with that, either. I guess it goes right back to, like, what does fashion mean to you?
2: What do you consider fashionable or what fashion is? Um, But there are things like, okay, what is it called? Pantone's color of the year. Pantone's color of the year. Like, there are things like that that determine
0: trends as well, aren't they? oh yeah like there's like like you could go on like the internet right now and ask for a trend report from tons of data companies and they would give you like an overview of like what's trending up trending down like what colors there's like color agencies in europe that predict color palettes for the season so like there is a, and like i think that's something maybe not a lot of people realize is that there is a lot of like back end that goes into this like sometimes you'll see something crazy come down the runway and then all of a sudden people want it and it's and it's not necessarily like sometimes they're born out of like midnight genius but a lot of the times they're like calculated moves to like either contribute to a story that a designer is trying to tell or you know capture like a portion of the market that is you know maybe something a retailer wants to jump into so that's kind of cool to know Yeah, it's like
2: I thought that runways were like one like stoned person coming up with some ideas. Oh, no, there's a lot more to it. Yeah,
1: that's a good point is that you say that the designers are telling a story. And I think I do know that. But like, again, when you just see it, like it's just very surface level Mm -hmm. and you kind of forget that these designers are artists like this is their first passion is is art and they chose clothing and textile and fashion to express their art form instead of paint or you know drawings whatever like this is how they are artists and yeah, and it's
2: very clear in some of the things on the runways more so than what is seen you know in stores where we shop like we're not wearing any of the crazy stuff that you see on runways and i think that's important to differentiate there's, there's editorial yeah there's it's it's two different things like people don't wear that it's it's their their gallery you could say for their piece for this year but or their pieces so it's totally different than what's worn but obviously that's influenced by um what's worn day to day or vice versa
0: yeah <laughs> yeah elements no, are yeah. taken from yeah. those
1: collections yeah and trickled down into again mainstream well something fashion. that's
2: that's obviously well, realistic, realistic
1: yeah and ab- acceptable for like individuals like ourselves who have to go to an office every day, like or have to be in public. (laughs) I can walk into my office wearing like see through latex or like (laughs) plastic. Or
2: like a dress that's twenty feet wide. Yeah. (laughs) You know Excuse me. Just my (laughs) My Fashion. My fashion dress. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. And like, honestly, a lot of the like more, you know, audacious pieces that you would see on a runway, they don't make it into commercial production. Like things always get edited down. So what you see on the runway gets whittled down to a saleable collection by the time you go into the showroom to buy so it's not like yeah. every piece is going to be accessible to you as a buyer. sometimes you can make that case and really have like a, a real show piece you know as we call it in your assortment but on the whole like it's it's very much like whatever a buyer is buying for they're thinking of the person that's going to buy it their customer they're thinking of you know is this something that's a category that we can sell is it something that like is it a color that suits the palette we're trying to build for you know maybe their retail floor or their online website or you know whatever it is so there it it is like I think the reason why it's such like fashion is such an enigma because we all have a stake in it the minute we wake up in the morning and put on clothes like we whether all, or not
2: we want to we have exactly. to. exactly
0: we have a stake in it and I think even for me like I don't think of my I, I think it's so sweet that you guys called me an expert but I don't think of myself as that as at all like I think I'm constantly on a journey and like I just want to learn more and like I'm I never stop getting inspired by what people are turning out on the runways ridiculous or not ridiculous I I think it's good to have like both natural attractions and aversions to things because that's on you like that's you owning your like it's a very emotional thing to do at the end of the day like getting dressed is like you know i like i kind of envy people who have uniforms because you just do it and get on with your day sometimes getting dressed you can like spend hours it can take five minutes you can visualize it like it's it's so it can be
2: stressful it can be exciting yeah, There's yeah. a lot to it. There's emotional. a lot of emotion that yeah.
0: goes
1: into being, have anything, having anything to do with fashion and like just on yeah. your day to day level. Yeah. 100%. And it can make
2: or break your day. If you're uncomfortable physically or if you yeah. feel uncomfortable emotionally because of what you're wearing, like it can totally change your entire perspective.
1: And it changes other people's perspectives. Like you're very much judged too by your choices. Even if you don't mean for that, like even if you put on something that you think is very simple and like you know, quote unquote plain or like just fashionable, on trend, normal. Other people have something to say about it.
2: Well, the thing with fashion, well, the thing with clothing and, and being a human is you try to look appropriate for each, you know, situation that you're in. So you can wear something that's really plain, but at work it's, it's rude now or something. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. it doesn't sit, suit the time and place and the circumstance, then now it's a problem. So there's a lot that goes into it for sure. And also, I think they're not just with the expression of fashion um, and style. As you get older, usually people tend to learn how to dress to fit their bodies and things like that. So all of that comes into play too. You could be wearing something that's like super on trend or super cool, but if it fits you like shit, then. You are now a ridiculous person. You know yeah. what I mean. And you'll be judged for that too. Yeah,
0: like yeah, like it's like it's it's hard because it's like a deeply faceted thing. Like I think we don't think it is because from like the or, like we know we have to wear clothes like as like a basic thing. Like I don't know when that rule came in, but I'm clearly making money off of it. But you know, like it's <laughs> just like it's just you know for something that's such a necessity, um, it. It, it is very intricate and it's just hard because we do it every day. So we fail to realize just how intricate it can be or not be, you know, and how that's okay and what, and whatever, so on and so forth. But yes, that's, that's just what I wanted to get in there. So,
1: I mean, with that being said, just to take us into an- another like mm-hmm. area of it, obviously like any industry, there's different misconceptions and stigmas. Like, what would you say are of the fashion industry? Like both, Misconception and stigmas on the pros side and on the con side? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Yeah,
0: let's get into it. So, let's. Okay, that sounded serious. (laughs) You have something to say, do you?
2: (laughs) Wow. I love that answer.
0: (laughs) So, I just want to say first and foremost, I, you know, when I think of fashion, as much as like yes like I do have like a deep appreciation for like a lot of things sometimes people find me ridiculous for it sometimes people think I'm like so out of left field with it I think the coolest thing about fashion is that it's always kind of prided itself on being accessible you know like if you think about it fashion is this like it's like it's a it's a moving target right so it's just like anyone kind of has the ability to kind of hit that and when I say anyone I mean anyone and fashion has always been a place that's like embraced weirdness embraced you know if you fall outside the norm like it's very much a home for the misfits and passionate creative people who maybe feel you know a little uncomfortable with how they fit into like society and that like normal kind of situation that we've unnecessarily built for all of us you know like this like kind of cookie cutter projection um so it's cool like that and it does have a lot of potential it melds art it melds music it melds like you know it's like mtv and music videos change the way we look at fashion magazines and like books it's everywhere it like can denote a time period it can tell you like a lot about a person without them really having to say much it's like it's like a cool voice and language that we can all mostly understand just by looking at someone now on the con side and this is where my vendetta with the devil wears product comes in (laughs) is that I just feel like if we think of just like the industry and like you know like you said like a lot of people like they know about it and like Even I, before I came into the industry, like, I had an idea of it, but in my head, I was like, you know, if I'm just honest with myself and, like, doing what I love and, like, committing myself, if I believe in the narrative or the storyline that I'm getting into, depending on the company, right? Because, like, every company in fashion has a different voice, I'll be okay. And I think the negative side is that we feel as though we need to, like, people in the industry, because it's seen as a creative industry, they just... People are just like it's hard because people are not awarded for the work they do because I think there's a interesting level of not desperation but like because they want to be a part of it so bad they're willing to kind of shortchange themselves and this really kind of starts at the entry level I would argue more so maybe on the styling sides or like, you know, but like I would actually, now that I think about it, it's across the board. Like whether you're a model, whether you're a buyer, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a designer, there is an interesting thing that kind of happens. And I'm not trying to knock the hustle. I love the hustle. I'm totally addicted to it. Wouldn't be in this industry if I wasn't. But something really interesting happens because there is still an intense gap in the industry between who sits at the top and who's climbing their way up and i think in recent years there has been a big push to kind of satisfy and like pacify that that gap so that it is a little bit more fair you know you're seeing things like this happen in the tech industry where like CEOs are choosing to take a lesser salary still a high paying salary but a lesser one so that their employees can have better qualities of lives because we all know how backbreaking the tech industry is because it's fast moving your skills can pretty much be obsolete within six months and you know in a weird way fashion's kind of like that too the thing about fashion is though we haven't really caught up to the speed of tech in recognizing that because you know I think where that comes from sometimes is that everyone knows that, like, ev- like I think you kind of said at the beginning, there's this, like, dream of working in the industry and being in Fashion Week. And the dream is as beautiful as you make it. And I think sometimes yeah, people... Yeah, it's definitely
1: glamorized. Like, we, yeah. we definitely, when you would picture a buyer, when you picture... A consultant you do picture them cool andy in, yeah sitting in the front row at fashion week mm-hmm. gla- sunglasses on all black and just basically having the pick of the litter and being highly respected and highly recognized i mean that could be more of like thinking of someone like an editor-in-chief like the um miranda priestly type people mm-hmm. but i still for me when i would envision like a high end fashion buyer that is sort of my little girl picture of it.
2: And yours. Well, isn't it like that though? Like I think that they're with most art forms, whether it's like music for example, there they still have that big difference between the lower level people and then the higher level people like the executives or the big stars. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. isn't it really like that having the Miranda Priestleys there as well?
0: I mean it is and it isn't because I will like I mean, I can't speak for everyone's experiences, but everyone I know who's at the top and everyone or, you know, the quote unquote top or anyone in like a high position of recognition or maybe, you know, you follow them on social media has worked fucking hard to get there. And like, I am not knocking their hustle at all. But I think what I'm trying to get to is that because there is like, it feels like there's not a lot of spaces at the top and you know people really do hustle so so hard to get up there. I find sometimes for like you know the new generation or like the new wave of people who are moving up they are just willing to like do whatever to like get ahead and to the point where it can be super unhealthy and like people start choosing this dream this like fever dream of like being super glam and like getting free shit and like being, having like 150K followers on Instagram. And I'm not knocking it because it it may not be for me, but like that may be like what someone wants. And I'm like, you know, if you want to go get it, but don't forget that you are still, you know, great as you are and you don't need to submit to this idea that you have to, you know. Sell your soul. Yeah, or like work yourself to a place of no return just to satisfy this, you know, fashion dream that I'm not even really sure exists because it's highly glamorized when people get it. But what you don't see is like this, the pain, blood, sweat, and tears that pour into it. And like, you know, I think the Devil Wears Prada, yes, kind of showed that side of it, you know, poor Andy, like she's smart and she's capable, but she's getting the shit stick because she doesn't look like Emily Blunt's character I can't remember what her name was but or like you know like and it was kind of interesting how they like both glamorized this like you know really draconian way of getting to the top which is like the secretary girls fighting over each other and not eating but also like I think gave a good platform for people who maybe don't know fashion that well to kind of be like yes like there is a lot of thought behind this like to your example when you talked about Miranda Priestly being like, you know, periwinkle is not just periwinkle. There's like a hundred million things behind this blue or whatever it is. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I just think the problem is, is that we really like romanticize the former, which is like this killing yourself, girls in particular cutthroat necking at each other to like get ahead. And like, it. it's like, it's just sex because it doesn't have to be that way. And in my experience, that is the quickest way to get disenchanted with the the industry and just lose that passion which is honestly like the purest thing like that passion could go anywhere it doesn't have to be fashion it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be this hustle it could go anywhere but I find sometimes I meet people who just like they go through it that gets dimmed and then they're just so like shit on themselves and because it's fashion and it's very look focused and forward focused I feel like people sometimes take it double as hard if that makes sense if this kind of summary of my con of it makes sense because fashion is so appearance focused or what the general public thinks of it as being that we forget that you know there's so much more to it and in terms of fashion being an industry and also the people who are in the industry like you're so much more than just fashion you're so much more than this like crazy amazing sexy struggle that you've committed yourself to
1: So you think people like sometimes go for this goal for the wrong reason?
0: I would like to think people don't, you don't ever, I don't think you ever go for the wrong reason you go because obviously something's driving you towards it. But I think because it is such a status thing, they're not, you're not willing to let go of the bad parts as fast because you want to be able to like, kind of have that like under your belt. And I'm saying this also because I, I am very much like, I've very much succumbed to this and I'm, it's interesting that we're talking now because I'm kind of on the outs of it, but like, and it had nothing to do with really the industry or anything or like, you know, my job. I love my job. It was the most amazing job as like, especially when I was working as a buyer. But what I started to do was I just started to like lose a sense of self. And it was super funny because it happened so insidiously. Like, I just started surrendering all these things I thought about myself and just becoming this, like, kind of little waif that, like, got pushed along. And it's the antithesis of what I just talked to you guys about, which was that fashion and what makes fashion attractive is authenticity. You know what I mean? So what is your favorite part of the fashion industry then? My Favorite part is probably just being able to work with incredibly creative and innovative people on both the business front and the creative front. Like I, I think that's pretty much what I found has become the like creme de la creme of this industry for me. It's just like you're as much as your like back is aching from like hustling all market week. There's just such an outpouring of like emotion and like raw emotion, you know, that you as like a buyer and then your consumers can kind of just engage in. And that's like the coolest part about it.
2: Yeah, sometimes like I do event coordination on the side Mm -hmm. and working a wedding, for example, is such a long, hectic day. But the whole time you're in it, it's so fun. Like it's, dreams are coming true. It's such a great experience that it makes that like backbreaking, you know, labor worth it. Yeah. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. It, when you're doing something that you love, it makes all of the other stuff really easy to deal with.
1: Like, yeah, if you're passionate about it, I think you'll kind of endure anything. Well,
2: Definitely it's all part the, of the hustle. Yeah,
1: the, the bad with the good. It, there has to be both. So, what is, like, have you met, like, a ton of major players? Like, have you met any major designers?
2: (laughs) Or major models or Or celebs? Or
1: actors. Yeah, celebs. Because, like, I mean, we were talking about um, the Kardashians and, like, how they influence. We
2: always talk about the Kardashians Kardashians and how they influence everything.
1: (laughs) So, they obviously are doing something right because they literally make their way into every single Well,
2: and fashion is kind of what they do. They... They do dictate the trends because that's all they do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're not really doing much else. They're infamous, though. Except for, like, looking good. So they tell us what looks good nowadays. And we 100% eat that shit up. Yeah, except for, and I will say this again, like, she looks homeless a lot of the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I can't get behind the homeless fashion trend, though.
2: The holes Like, Justin Bieber. Oh, don't even get me started on him. But the holes in the clothes... And the stupid puffy shoes, like Yeah. Uh, made That's out of Kanye's foam.
1: influence, I think. Mal, what do you think? Like is that is that something that, you know, is coveted in the fashion industry, or is that <laughs> very, you know, <laughs> specific to one group? To one individual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like I think everybody wants to know wh- why did <laughs> the homeless looking trend came
0: about? Like what
2: the Who fuck? approved this? Yeah. Was it like Prada oh, up there God. saying sure? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm dying because I think it's so funny that you go like, I sometimes make these jokes where I'm like, do you guys remember, oh God, Zoolander and like Derelict and like how everyone was like, that's so dumb. And like, now we're kind of seeing like little bits and pieces of Derelict here and there, which, hey, I have no hate towards because I, I think something we need to think about with fashion is the trend anti-trend thing. So if you'll True. if you'll remember, like in the like kind of like eighties and like maybe a bit of the early nineties, fashion was really like eighties, like bright, tight, like extra, 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 like just so much going on. Hair all over the place, like you know, big lot of color, a lot of color, a lot a of, lot of blue
2: eyeshadow, a lot of and blue
0: pink lips. And, pink lips, and the worst, yeah, like just a lot of like I liked, and I don't I love I love it I live for it I love a bit of power clashing um and then all of a sudden like fast forward a couple years and grunge is just everywhere people have limp greasy hair it's like plaid and like Doc Martens (laughs) it's super utilitarian and like it's just the antithesis of literally what had just taken place like less than a decade ago so I think something that's important to consider is that as much as we want to like be like what the fuck like why is this cool it's also because we are just creatures of one habit and two we love the shiny new thing so we commit ourselves. it's
2: like a rebellion Uh against our previous decade
0: exactly (laughs) we just love a little bit of like oh like this is me now (laughs) like i think people really do like I think yeah like it's just interesting and like I try to like stay away from like you know hating on trends I definitely respect when people do though because I love hearing it like I love hearing your guys's input because I welcome anyone who is like got a different like like perspective to mine because I think that's so crucial but yeah I know what you mean sometimes it gets a little extra with the whole like laissez-faire look that we're into right now which is very like lackadaisical and you know to use your word a little bit disheveled <laughs> i think <laughs> i think i said homeless
2: yeah we, you, you still clean that yeah, up you for us that up. we flat
1: out said the homeless one.
2: <laughs> but the thing is different for them they kind of can pull off like if i dressed like that and went to work and i said boss this is what is in he'd be like get the fuck out of here like <laughs> they can pull that off because like what are they doing with their day like You know what I mean? I'm sure when they go into professional meetings, that's not what they wear, but they, it feels like the trend makers like the Kardashians have this freedom that we don't get to have.
1: Yeah, they definitely do. Their lifestyle allows for that. And I think that but
2: requires for that too. Like it's necessary that they do that.
1: Yeah. They also have to always have to be like new and different and outrageous. A lot of them, but then like there's the celebrities or influencers or whoever you want to consider fashionable Which is really, like, the dichotomy here with Kim Kardashian is, like, sometimes she full-on looks homeless, wears clothes with holes in it and those hideous shoes and, like, I don't know, whatever the hell she wears. Well, tracksuits every day as well. And then sometimes, I mean, she can be the most glamorous, there's no question. Like, absolutely incredibly stunning. Mm -hmm. And then I find that a lot of very, like, popular high-end celebrities throughout the ages, if you look back over, like, decades... Their monochromatic has been something that's never left, like well, all some white, things are all classic. Black. I know, but they're that that monochromatic classic style has n- never like changed. It's just evolved into whatever like decade or um era we're in. Like, what do you think about that, Mal? Like, ta- like do Do you find that like a lot of people almost? kind of veer away from what's considered fashion by just going with like that blank canvas look, all white, all black, all gray, whatever?
0: Um, I think there's something to be said about uniform dressing. So I I think what- You
1: say the terms better. (laughs) Disheveled.
0: (laughs) Well, it's because it's something that I actually really covet for myself because I think because when you're exposed to so much- oh god I'm gonna sound like such an ass for saying this but like beauty really in fashion like there's so much like how do you start throwing your hat in the ring because you're just like oh god everything is so like stimulating and inspiring so sometimes it's easier to just have a bit of a blank canvas to work around like you know you have a bit of like a go-to and if you think about it some of the most successful people in history wore the same damn thing every day like Steve Jobs. Like that girl, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> with,
2: uh, who? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. <laughs> the Well, she w- became a billionaire. Now she's not. But she literally wore the same thing every single day. That weird uniform.
0: Oh, interesting. The
2: girl with the blood. And she had the documentary. Oh, yes. Th- oh, she scammed people yeah. with her data. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the she was scammer. like the
1: fire but fest she, of,
2: yes, technology. of technology. Technology. <laughs> yeah. And she um, insisted on wearing that turtleneck every single every single day to maintain an image. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think my point on it is I, for me, maybe I associate that look. Like when I see Kim Kardashian in her all white outfits or like Jennifer Aniston or any of these icons in those that, what did you call it, uniform style, Mm -hmm. I do definitely associate that with like a status, Mm -hmm. like they're above because...
2: Because they can.
1: I don't know, like it just matches so perfectly it's so clean looking it it to me looks very very classy even yeah but legal. i think that
2: jennifer aniston for example in this case is classy she's always had a very um good sense of style yes but it's always been really plain she never goes crazy with print she never goes crazy with textures she always has and always like the the little black dresses you know what i mean it, it is kind of I guess that's just her look. That's yeah, her that's style. her look. She's very classic, very. I don't. I'm. I don't know the fashion words, but she. <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> help us, Mel. Help us. <laughs> I mean, they're not like. I think something that's important is like there's no rules, right? And I think maybe mm-hmm. you guys are naturally drawn to that because of the consistency. Like it may not be that they're more put together or. Well, and we love them. Yeah.
2: Well, like Jennifer Aniston, for example, I love her to death. So whatever she's putting on her body, I'm like oh i love you like, yeah, yeah i love it perfect. all she is perfect she's always looked perfect and she's always maintained that same look but it's never gone out like okay here's one Britney spears oh god she has always maintained the same look and it's detrimental to her the look of disaster <laughs> now she is disastrous because she's still wearing the same things that she wore a when she was 17 and b in the early 2000s when that hideous trashy look was in you know what I mean? And now she's still wearing these, those tight, like mini dresses, and she looks horrible. <laughs> she didn't evolve nicely. She didn't,
1: it. yeah. I think there is something but to be Jennifer said for it. Always dressing your, for your body and dressing for your age. And yeah, I don't, I think there's a lot of other things to unpack with Britney Spears. Well, we, her fashion we could was do a whole never, episode on her yeah. by
2: <laughs> what her is wrong was with never her. never really
1: on point, in my opinion.
2: But, um, well, now she is like, a horrible train wreck that you can't look away from. Yeah, and I loved sad, Britney Spears. I still love her, but her Instagram and her style nowadays is painful.
1: Yeah, it's like she didn't grow up.
2: <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. But in, in, so that's the, some of the other hand of the story where we, your style does not change for the worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it does need to evolve, but. Yeah. Anyways, that was another tangent. Sorry about that. I know, and I really think we should do an episode on Britney now. Poor thing. Like, I wish she would listen, and I will help you. (laughs) Poor thing. No, I want to help her. Like, (laughs)
0: have you seen her boyfriend though? Wash
2: (laughs) your fucking makeup. He's gorgeous. He loves. It's like a publicity stunt. I don't understand it because she literally looks like she has not washed her face or her hair ever, ever, ever. And I don't know how she can replicate the dead, drunken, slept-in eyeliner look every single day. Like. That is not usually a look you can produce. <laughs> we should produce. It's or not a look should. you should produce. Like, that's what you the wake heroin up looking chic. like. Yeah, like, but not even. It's worse than that. I don't know. Only don't Kate know. Moss can pull off heroin chic. Yeah. We have to bring this back to the okay. fashion. The fashion. <laughs> the
0: fashion.
2: <laughs> and Brittany, I'm sorry, baby, but you just don't have any of that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
0: No, anyways, all to love to her. Oh, my gosh. No, it's, like, it's so – it's, like, always good to hear opinions, you know? Like, I'm fully open to it. I think, like, like, you know, kind of back to the Kardashian thing, it's, like – it's kind of like a branding – it's a story in branding, too, you know? Like, here mm-hmm, we are talking about point. it. Like, here we are, like – it's on brand yeah and like here we are like on just their like, brand yeah I mean I personally love that whole goddamn family I think a lot of people think it's weird but I I love them like I think they're who's your favorite I fucking love Chloe <laughs>
2: yeah she's everyone's favorite
0: <laughs> I love her so much I think she's so funny and hilarious but yeah like I think it's just like a great study in like branding doing the damn thing and like there's an element of like okay we care, but we don't care that much what you think because at the end of the day, it's that bank bankroll and kind of going back to Britney too, like the girl can do whatever she wants because she's Britney, bitch.
2: <laughs> because she has, that's right, and she has a Vegas residency and it does not matter what us little nobodies oh, from had. Trana think.
1: But very true. It, I mean, but that's because they've already established their status and their place yeah. in pop culture and mainstream society like they we admire
2: them we look up to them we envy them Mm, and then when they do things that are like what are you doing britney it's it's concerning
1: well i mean i think they don't like mal said like they don't care it's about the bankroll and they've already done the bankroll like they're just sitting back now and just collecting
2: whereas like no i think that the kardashians actively stay relevant
0: yes they, oh, they yeah, definitely do. They do like they're definitely not a one-trick pony. brittany d-
2: is not she's doing yoga on her front lawn every day God in bless. some
0: shitty shorts
2: anyways her. i'm not hating Get over her. Brittany. i know I mean, it's
0: kind of cool <laughs> because it does have something to do with fashion right because like you're like you know you feel a certain way because of what she's wearing and you're like what the hell like I feel like if I did that, I would look whack. So it's, like, this interesting thing, like, going back well, to Well, I feel the- like
2: I would, wouldn't. would <laughs> I wouldn't you, want to do yeah, that. And you
0: wouldn't do it. And, like, it's just so interesting because it's, like, a facet thing again, too, right? We see now how, like, status and fashion, you can go one way or the other.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. You could, you can, But I guess, yeah. like, with her, because she, like you said, Lauren, she is already established. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and her think, boyfriend's hot.
1: <laughs> do you think, though, like, the whole, like, homeless look? Or like disheveled look, is sort of like uh, purposely going against what they yes. stand for. Like they're like, I know I'm rich as f, and I like, I have so much money that I like can't even, I can't spend it in this lifetime, even, even on expensive clothes. <laughs> so I'm gonna just like go against what I represent, what I stand for, by wearing things that look like somebody literally can't afford clothing. And stuff that they have is has holes in it because it's the only outfit they have. Like, well, yeah. There's so it's a like mentality a it. Yeah, there's a It's rebellion. a defiance
2: to... Um, the status quo for their status quo. Yeah, and probably it's really fucking hard to always have to be looking on point. And, you know, they can't just run out, like, you know, wearing whatever, even though... Like I guess nowadays with that look, it does look like they've just run out wearing whatever. I know, but that's but purposeful. Like, exactly, they're, like, they're and that's probably why they're doing it. Like they're probably doing it to is their own to get their own power back from it all. Okay, Mal, <laughs> weigh, <in. laughs>
0: weigh in. You
1: know what? Are we are we right? Do you think or what is <laughs> or honestly so wrong?
0: <laughs> you as usual talking out of our ass. No, you could be right. Like I think, like I think it's because like I I, I honestly like. If I think about it, like, yeah, I can look back at their outfits and be like, it's very like, I mean, even Kim's like fashion, like her line skims, you know, like it's very paired back. It's super monochrome. It's very like minimal. But I think that's also just like a nod to like the way, like the kind of like aesthetic she's adopting now like if you look at her house mm-hmm, yeah. if you look at even her makeup yeah, palettes, her house, like they're very paired back and like to kind of go back to like I guess like you know like the burnout t-shirts and like the kind of like tight like the like bleach dye effect and like everyone's like you know fashion's interesting obsession with a bit of like that ugly that ugly cool ugly glam thing like you know like crocs or like even the new yeezy runner i don't know if you saw like the i don't know what it's called but it looks like a like almost like alien like it looks like an alien like they're hideous um
2: (laughs) like the worst
0: i find it like i honestly i find it all very compelling because it is like it's like to me it's like a microcosm of that antithesis thing you know like you make so much money you're so like if but the thing about kim is like the girl can wear bike shorts and a tank top run out with maybe like whatever shoes on, but the face is beat. Like it's like done up. So it's this interesting, like just dis- like dichotomy yeah. between the two, right? Like maybe you can have like a little bit of Lux thrown in with a little bit of like, paired- like it's a very cheeky and interesting narrative that I actually think in a weird way, like I might be getting a little too cerebral with it, but it plays back to this like commentary, you know, like, and it, It makes me think of something that I learned when I was in in the science, like doing social studies, but there was a class where they were like, if you notice that like, if you go into a wealthy person's house, generally, there's nothing in the cupboards. But if you go into like a house where like maybe you sit a little closer to the poverty line, if there is food, there's like all the cupboards are full or you have a lot of things, you know? And it's this mentality, I think, that goes back to, like, if you have it, like, money and the resources, you know you don't need to, like, prep for it. And it's, like, the opposite. When you know, if you don't know where that, like, resource is coming from, you don't know, you tend to prepare. And, like, I find maybe in fashion that kind of happens too. Like, going back to your point where you're, like, this monochromatic, like, paired back, sleek, kind of simple uniform, we associate that with like a bit of like elevation whereas like you know if we go back to our poor Brittany example who kind of just throws on everything and like trust me I follow the girl on Instagram I love her but sometimes the (laughs) outfits are crazy um it's just a lot you know like it's a lot going on and it's like not a lot in a good way it's just like she tried to jump on every trend like like to your point like (laughs) she was younger like a baby skirt with a tank top and like a bunch of bracelets, it's like all this jangly stuff.
2: Still happening.
1: Yeah. I think your point about being on brand yeah. actually is really, really like accurate. Like, I think in, in, when we're talking about celebrities in that regard, there typically is some kind of brand. And while, again, Brittany as an example, she, looks not great most of the time she looks pretty haggard yeah but she's a butt but she's on her brand mm-hmm. still like, yeah she has not exactly. moved away from hit me baby one more time type brand and then the kardashians they kind of came up with that that their branding yes they've Which evolved a little trendy. bit more but always yeah they've always been on trend whatever the trend of the time was yes. and now they are kind of dictating those trends so they're staying on brand because they're also dictating the brands yeah but also
2: this is a a clear indicator of like kim's personality i think not that i know it but you know if you look at her house if you look at her the way she looks every single day that's what her her fashion lines are looking like as well like this is her personality coming through as well
1: yeah and so i think there's a differentiation though here between branding and fashion Mm -hmm. um so i think like you know the definitions are very different and We go from fashion, like we were talking about earlier, being considered more of like an art form. It's this is that artist's way of doing their art, of depicting what their creative side is, what their visions are. And then branding is fashion is just one part or style is just one part of branding when you're, you know, talking about celebrities or musicians, whatever is popular. Um, yeah. so I think it's
2: important to like differentiate the
1: two and then, and yet
2: they're almost the same thing as well because her brand is her fashion and her. Yeah. I
1: guess that's her creative element. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we've like definitely covered that
2: <laughs> enough. Beat the fuck out of that one.
1: <laughs> fashion, obviously, fashion is just really fluid. Like yes, you said the eighties; it was really colorful in well, patterns even and that. patterns. Before that, look at the sixties. Yeah, at the 50s. it's all but a little bit of each era ends up in the next era, or like they're Trends just mixed. always resurfaced. Yeah, and or you know they stay the same. History repeats itself, but it in a different way. Like there's an a evolution more to it yeah a more you know the 60s style is what however it's been incorporated into our fashion and style in the millennial like it's well, yeah. pattern yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting sure. so I love that fashion the fluidity of fashion I think that's probably what draws me to it because that is how you can express yourself because you're like oh well I I wore bell bottoms I remember when I they did were too. popular I loved them bell bottoms and crop tops and and platforms and again where did that trend come back from? The Spice Girls.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So there's just it's just never like one and done. And well, that's how. And the fashion that's another huge thing I think that we we did touch on now, but it's like a huge point. Fashion is dictated by the the high players on the top of the fashion world, but fashion is, in mainstream is almost solely dictated by celebrity. For, for, like, the the layman's like us, you know what I mean? We don't look at what Prada is producing. We look at what, you know... How it was... Britney is wearing...
1: How it was, when it was relevant? interpreted
2: to by... Mainstream. By the celebrity. They are looking at it because they can afford it. And we see what the
0: celebrities are
2: wearing and then we model after that.
0: I mean, there's definitely, like, a star power thing at play, right? Like, you know, for some groups, like, you know... I would, like, people who, like, are really, like, fashion, fashion, fashion heads, like, yeah, maybe they're looking at, like, what the creative houses are doing, or the directors, or, like, you know, that kind of, like, what's on the runway, but, like, then there's, like, because that's what star power to them, but then to, like, another group, it could be celebrities, so celebrities are taking from maybe, like, they all kind of feed off each other, like, the celebrity could take from the creative director, put it on, and all of a sudden, their star power is, like, totally influencing another group that you maybe didn't think of, like, and then it kind of goes on from there. And then, like, that group that was influenced by the celebrities is now influencing another. Like, it's a very interesting thing because it, it, it's like a circle, but it also trickles down. So it's like, like, it just pulls you in all these different directions. And where people get their inspiration from can be so, so left field or, like, so, like, comp, so sensical. Like, you know, I saw so-and-so wearing it, so I bought it. And I like that person, so that's why I want to wear this, you know? Or... Yes, I saw totally. this like flower that looked like this color and now I want to find something in these colors. So it's like super, it's cool like that.
1: Yeah. I think the bottom line is it just has no rules and it, and yet it has many. And yeah, it does. <laughs> and you know, and it's sort of just whatever you want it to be. And if you're someone who wants to kind of follow what's on trend, then you'll follow us on trend. But if you're someone who, You know, like we have friends that have more of a free spirit, that are more hippie, and they'll dress that way. So it just really does speak to your personality, and that is the beauty of it. That's what makes fashion.
2: We have one hippie friend. To
1: (laughs) wrap it up in a nutshell. Yes. No, 100%. Anyways,
2: yes. It's just a – You have taught us (laughs) a lot of good, good things today. And opened
1: our eyes to, like, the inside – yeah
2: I you hope are so. very own. I
0: I really like I really love talking about it. I sometimes get go off on a limb like I'm like oh god am I just like talking out of my ass but like yeah it's just because it's such
2: don't worry we can edit all that out <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> no we loved having you on the show today thank, thank you so you. much
1: but we have to ask you what is your favorite fashion trend and what do you think is the worst fashion trend
0: that you've seen of in- 2020 or ever, no, ever like that you've seen in your time <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think for me, it's more so like a, it's a designer thing because like, I, I, I think it's just because of the way I dress myself. Anything that Issey Miyake does, the brand, you know, anything they do, I love. Like, I just love how practical it is, how beautiful it is, the coloring. If you guys don't know it, go ahead and Google it because it is just so inspiring. Some of it's a little out there, but on the whole, it has this, like, amazing color palette and Japanese sensibility that I feel like anyone can wear it. And that's what, to me, is, like, maybe not a <laughs> trend, but, like, a thing for me. <laughs> I just your want favorite. it. favorite? it's your favorite. It's my favorite, by far.
2: Okay, Fully what's your fairly. worst?
0: Oh, God. And again, so not maybe the answer you might want from me, but for me, the thing I hate the most is when I feel like people are just doing things because they feel like they have to like when everyone like like what's the trend that I you know what I friggin hated and but I still actively participated in was I know what you're
2: gonna say right now let her say
0: it skinny jeans
2: (laughs) oh Oh, no no, I did not think you're gonna say that (laughs)
0: I love skinny I jeans. Know, see, like, but that's because it did not look that great on my body, but I did it because I thought I had to. And that's what I hate about fashion is when people Aww, do things because yeah. they think they have
2: to. That's like a high to. school mentality. Yeah. We feel like we have Pure to. peer pressure. Yeah. That's what I, that's. I thought you're going to say Hollister or Abercrombie oh, sweaters well, and clothes. I guess clothes. it kind of
0: plays into that a little bit. Like people just dress like robots. Yeah,
2: that's the worst.
0: Like, I guess, yeah, I was in the yeah, week, and that's yeah. a
2: high school thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like this, like, high school thing. Like, I mean, I still wear a skinny jean, don't get me wrong, not to hate them, but, like, I was, like, cramming myself into some crazy tight jeans <laughs> to be, like, this is it. Like, this is it for me. I was probably, like, 16 or 17. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but, like, that was probably the last
2: Oh, uh, we can't judge our fashion histories <laughs> when, from 16-year-old <laughs> our, us. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated, like... 16 year old Jess hated Jess apparently by <laughs> the way she dressed.
0: <laughs> and I think that's the saddest thing about fashion is for something that can make us feel so good and is supposed to like clothe us and protect us from the world, is like we let it make us feel so bad. We give it so much power. What do you
2: mean? I felt great when I was 16. <laughs> it's now that I'm an adult. I'm like, oh God.
1: <laughs> but it's like anything, it was the right decision at the time or felt right at the time. You know what? And, like, I- it's like when you get a tattoo when you're, like, 18 and people are like, well, why'd you get that? Well, I was fucking 18. You're like, I Or don't 17 know. or 15, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it was right at the time. It made sense at the time and I loved it then. Don't ask me about it now. Well, I wouldn't the thing get is. Now, I wouldn't wear a lot of the things I wore back then. But I was also an adolescent. That was, it lent itself to my age. I'm not going to mm-hmm. show up to work wearing a fucking head, like, a head warmer yeah no like no. a head warmer <laughs> around my chest like as a top yeah oh yeah i get it or, i wish i could
2: say that my like we grew up in scarborough so oh yeah we wore like bandanas jerseys, and had my bandanas. hair road oh okay. slicked hair like yeah the braids anyways anyways our yeah it was it's it's it is that bad
1: okay and the other question though that i had yes that we were discussing earlier is can you kind of explain some of these trends like Balenciaga's two shirt trend? Like when there is a shirt with another shirt, essentially
2: pinned to it pinned to the front with, a, it looks like maybe a single stitch <laughs> is holding it on by each it's corner. It's like a bib. It's it's, but it's covering the whole shirt. It's a thorough bib.
0: I honestly, I, who allowed that? I can't explain like I I can't explain it I can say that it
2: who is if she's responsible for this decision like tell <laughs> no, us why, why. <laughs> Did you let that happen
0: um I know the shirt you're talking about I know I, I can see it on the runway I can like see it in my brain oh god um I think something like I think like and I yo I definitely completely admit to drinking the kool-aid a little bit <laughs> like maybe I
2: no there was not a minute you thought that that was cool do you own one <laughs> no.
0: I mean I think what it is is like I just look at the show right like I just look at it and I'm like okay it's like kind of this like kooky like oh god I hate that word why did I just use that but like it's like this eccentric
2: probably because you're talking about that kooky shirt <laughs> <laughs> babbled your brain a little bit it's just
0: like a bit of like a like you know it's like a bit of a normality fuck like they're just like let's just do this and like make it and like work it And I think that is maybe the takeaway I want to give you guys is no matter what the hell you put on your body, whether you wear two shirts with a baby pin tuck or a pair of Crocs or skinny ass jeans that make you feel terrible and make your legs turn blue, if you work it and you Mm. work that (laughs) runway of life, you're going to be fine.
2: (laughs) Amen, girl. You know what? I want to end off with saying if any fat like I hate when people say oh i couldn't pull that off (laughs) yes anyone can pull off anything they fucking want to that's what i want to that is my fashion advice for everyone if you want to pull it off you can pull it off that is the moral of the the story story. in the face yeah exactly it's all about the confidence i think that within reason because don't be going any craziness like some things are ridiculous you cannot contradict but no but i then i had (laughs) visions of like I don't even, anyways, I had horrible visions and I just want to make sure that we all stay within reason there.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a great note to end on is that fashion is for everyone. It's accepting and I think that we just need to embrace our personalities and what makes us feel good. And and
2: I think we already do. So keep on yeah. killing it. Totally.
0: Pick yourself. As I sit here in my
2: oversized dream. trackies.
0: Yeah. Pick yourself. <laughs>
2: anyways mel we love you thank you so much for being on our show thank
0: you for having me and letting me go off and i love talking to you guys it was super fun yay thank you guys thank you so much thanks babe bye Bye.
1: so that was super fun we had a good chat with Mel and loved her
2: and can't wait to go to Fashion Week. Loved her proposition to take us to Fashion Week. Yeah, we're never, ever going to She's forget that. like, of all the things I said on that podcast, I really fucked up saying that. Should have invited those crazy bitches to Fashion yeah. Week. Yeah, we get there
1: and we're embarrassing. She's like, oh, I uh, actually don't work in fashion anymore. I like totally lied.
2: I made all of that up. Bye.
1: <laughs> no, she is awesome and she will take us.
2: And she... <laughs> he will take us she will take us um no that was a great one. I feel like we learned a lot as usual um and I loved the like ins and outs it's it makes us feel like Closer to the industry, I guess. Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm still never going to understand some fashion trends, and like I oh, think God. Mal is very diplomatic, and she's because she works so closely. She just she appreciates every style and brand and trend for what they are, and, and I think she's desensitized a smidge. Yeah, she is for sure, yeah. and so we can appreciate her position on it. But like things have like the double shirt, <laughs> the Balenciaga double shirt. The jeans that are when you look like you're wearing two pairs of jeans. The two pairs of shoe in one shoe. That <laughs> is just the most ridiculous, like not sensible, I don't know. Like, I just want to know, Cardi B, B,
2: what please. drugs were you smoking, Cardi B, when you went to the store, bought that shoe, wore that shoe, posed in that shoe? Well,
1: Cardi B, I think, is someone who kind of pushes the well she she's someone who really flaunts her new wealth because she didn't have that always. She should. And fair. Yep. I'd be wearing two pairs of shoes, shirts and pants all at the same time if I had that kind of money. Because the point is, people, if you have this much money and like you're buying things that look like that, like you obviously are looking for things to waste or spend your money on. You obviously have too much money. You have too much money. You should probably just like give it to us. Like give us some
2: and that'd be fine. That'd be good. And just so you know, it's probably for the best because then you're not buying a double shirt. Yeah, that is a bib shirt. It cost Twelve. almost $1,300. Yeah. U.S. Yeah. <laughs> you know you have too much money when? I, you know, there's a lot of things that have outraged me today. <laughs> Let's end it on that because... Whew!
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, everyone tell us your thoughts on fashion and
2: post the double shirt we will we'll share that for anybody who isn't aware of what we're talking about you will be and like tell us exactly what you think and (laughs) no one's gonna be like i love that no no there's gotta be somebody that listens to the show that likes that no tell us maybe some of our european listeners help (sighs) us help us understand fashion please
1: no let me find out who you are so i can make fun of you Just kidding. No, we will not. We love all of our listeners. Of course. Anyway, um, yeah. Share your thoughts as per usual on the episode. And And don't forget to follow us. I never say
2: it. You always do. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I'm still going to say it.
1: Follow us at perspective underscore podcast on Instagram. Send us DMs, emails. We love it all.
2: And don't forget to send us your ride or die stories. We're always loving those. Yeah, we'll probably have some more for next episode. We just ran out of time this one, but we will for sure next time.
1: Stay fashion, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.